Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, did you know that I've created just for you a massive collection of freebies that includes my Do Something book. It's a no BS guide for anyone who wants to stop wasting their time today. There's also the Fabulous Day Cheat Sheet, the 25 Ways to Make Your Life Instantly Better Guide. I've also included a 12-month habit tracker template, the Abundant Mindset Guide. There's also the fantastic Your Future Self Workbook. It's a workbook designed to help bring your future self to life. And finally, the Vent and Move On workbook. It's a workbook I designed to help you resolve any issue. Right now, all these freebies are sitting inside my secret library, which you can sign up and access for your dreambigmyfriend.com forward slash freebies. That's forward slash freebies. There is honestly so much goodness there. Now it's time to dive into today's episode. Welcome to this episode. Today, we're going to be having a conversation about self-care, something that I think is so important. And we're going to be covering eight important self-care practices. So if you want to have a really good day where you nurture your soul and you take care of yourself, here are eight important self-care practices that I recommend you incorporate into your life for just more loving self-care. So out of all the habits that we can have in life, I really think that self-care is one of the most essential ones for us to nurture. And habit is just doing things over and over again. So my friend, do you know why self-care is so important? It's because it demonstrates to you and others that you actually care about yourself. And most important is the fact that it's demonstrating that to you. Because when you give yourself the same care and attention that you give other people, this is when you have the opportunity to bloom and flourish. So I'm sure we've all heard that analogy about the oxygen mask. Like if the plane is going down and you have to save someone, you need to put on your own oxygen mask first before you can help anyone else. And in the same way, self-care is like that oxygen mask. It's a priority and a necessity in your life. It is not a luxury and it's not a selfish task to attend to. And I believe in this so much that I actually created a whole product. It's a book that's called Self-Care Isn't Selfish because I feel like that's so strongly that we often neglect to make ourselves a priority. We often forget to put it in our diary. We put everyone else first and we sort of leave that to the bottom of the list. And if we don't have time for it, we sort of let it go. And it's so important to make time for it. So there's no reason for it to be missed because you've got to make it a priority and you have to schedule it into your diary. So just remember, like so many of us are so focused on helping others that we're not focused on our own self-care, except you can't do much for others if you're not taking good care of yourself. If you're a mom, then you'll know that's true. Like when you are really exhausted, feeling depleted, your energy is at the low. It is really, really hard to show up as the best version of yourself as a parent, to be a really good parent when you need to take care of yourself. It is so important. So I want to give you some quotes just to think about for a second. And the first is by Ali Washington, who said, by taking care of myself, I have so much more to offer the world than I do when I'm running on empty. And then there's another one, which is the most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. And one final one by Audrey Lord, who said, I've come to believe that caring for myself is not a self-indulgence. Caring for myself is an act of survival. So here are some ways I'm going to share with you eight activities that you can do starting today to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally. Okay, so there are three areas that we've got to cover. Physical health, emotional health, and mental health. 
So the first one, a lot of us like to ignore this, but it's number one, grooming. I used to think that it was slightly vain to fuss too much about one's appearance. I really did, but this was a massive error I was making because there is nothing vain about taking good care of yourself. In fact, good grooming is completely different from fanatically spending hours focused on your hair and makeup every day out of self-loathing or insecurity. That is different. Of course, it's totally okay if you want to do that. If that is a form of self-love for you, Go ahead and do it. It's all about nurturing your soul. That is what these self-care activities are all about. And when I say like attending to your grooming, it doesn't have to take too long. It's actually a good gorge of your mental health. So it is amazing how much a good shower, a shave and flossing can do for your mood and attitude. Have you ever like not showered straight away? Like when I used to work from home, this is where I got a little bit slack and I'd let the whole day go until the kids were about to come home and then I'd jump into the shower. And I have to say, I didn't feel the best. Like now I have to make it a priority of mine. So first thing in the morning, I just jump in, have a shower, get myself feeling fresh and I look and feel so much better as a result of that. Something that I find really interesting is that often people with significant mental health issues often tend to neglect their grooming. So someone could say that someone with really good mental health might attend their grooming. It's just important to look and feel your best each day. So just do what you can to take care of basic grooming needs. It can be a simple checklist, just a few things like hair, teeth, skincare, nails, a bit of lip gloss, some shaving and all done. You get to decide what that means to you and just think about the bare necessities of what you need to do to feel good. Now, tip number two or self-care routine number two is having a healthy diet. Now, I have to ask you a question. You've got to be honest, but have you ever eaten like really crappy food and then as a result, you just sort of feel crappy? It, It happens to the best of us. It's like you get that little sugar rush and then you crash or you just might generally your body's craving for fruit and vegetables and healthy stuff. That is what your body wants you to fuel it with. Your body needs good nutrition, good like good nutritional foods. Best ways that you can show yourself and your body that you love it is to give it what it needs. Give it the give it the food that it loves and that makes it feel really healthy and energetic. You can opt to experiment with different sorts of diets. So when I say diets just about like food choices that make you feel really good. Like maybe you want to go sugar-free. Maybe you want to try not having so much bread. Maybe you want to try intermittent fasting, but just do something that works for your body, that makes you feel good and just pay attention to the effects that it has on your mood and sleep and energy and focus. You've got to choose a way of eating that suits your body and life the best. And that is definitely self-care when you're taking care of your body in that way. Which brings me to the next way that we can take care of ourselves. And it's number three, exercise. So exercise, just like food, has a positive effect on your mind and body. Exercise enhances our ability to sleep. It uplifts our mood and it can increase your longevity. Like if you ever gone for a run, you get those endorphins happening. It just feels really good. Like I like to walk. That's my form of exercise. But sometimes if I push myself to do something different, like if we go swimming all day and I swim more than I normally would, or we went hiking recently with friends, and that's something that I would say I'm not a hiker. And I was like a little bit complaining that I was going to have to do this really long walk. But I can't tell you the amazing rush I felt through my body when I just exercised it, got my muscles moving. It felt so good. So the current recommendation from the medical community is just to engage in two and a half hours per week. Well, normally they say half an hour a day, but that leads to a little bit more than that. But see how you can squeeze it in. Like how can you fit it into your diary? Or what changes do you need to make in your schedule to prioritize and include some all important exercise? Even if you don't particularly care to do it, like it's not something you get excited about straight away, 
Try to find ways that you can make it more fun. Like, can you put on some music at home and just dance around? Can you listen to a podcast while you go for a walk? What way can you actually trick your mind into making an enjoyable activity? Someone who's not naturally called to do exercise or it's like a little bit difficult to get yourself up and about, you've got to try to make it fun. That is my best recommendation for you. I don't want to say go and do an exercise class if that's something you're not into. Research all the ways that you can make it fun. Like when you make it fun, it's easy to do. You're more likely to do it and you're more likely to continue to do it. So grab a pen and write down 10 ideas, 10 things that you love to do, even in just get down five, but come up with different options. So if you don't particularly feel like going for a walk and because it's raining, maybe you could do a seven minute app. There's exercise apps on your phone. They're so easy to do. I love it when it's short and sweet. I like sometimes just having a mini trampoline. I've got one at home. Sometimes it's fun just to jump on it for like two songs worth. It's like seven minutes and just doing little short bursts throughout the day rather than one big long session instead. But it's up to you to work out what do you love to do. Now for the fourth self-care activity I'd love for you to embrace and it's practicing gratitude. So the first few were to do with your physical health and this is to do with your mental health and your emotional health. Honestly, gratitude is so good for your soul. It creates this hope and contentment in you even when the times are challenging and it makes you remember all the things that you actually have as opposed to being focused on the things that you don't have. Gratitude sort of brings you back to base. I find that it's like the the easiest way to be present. You look around and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky to have this house. I'm so lucky to have my bed. I'm so lucky to have my family and friends. I'm so lucky to have this TV. I mean, look around your room or wherever you are right now. How lucky are you to have all of that? Honestly, like to take care of yourself, it doesn't mean that you have to put yourself first all the time. Sometimes it actually means that you just have to include yourself. So it's okay if you're a mom, if your kid's sort of a, you know, a big priority in your day. But self-care means you don't forget about yourself. You have to include yourself in the equation when you're giving your love out, when you're doling out all those love bucks or whatever you want to call them. You've got to get a few dollars for yourself. You have to make sure that you don't miss out. And now for the fifth self-care activity that I really recommend that you embrace, it's practicing forgiveness. Now, most of us don't think that that's a self-care activity, but it actually really is because forgiving others has this powerful impact on your emotional health, your mental health. It also frees your mind from negative recurring thoughts. Like if you're obsessed with something, it's about letting things go and allowing you to make progress in your life. Because when you don't forgive someone or something, it sort of keeps you stuck and it sort of steals time from yourself when you're holding on to those negative feelings. So it's all about releasing yourself from those thoughts, like letting it go. Because you guys have heard those sayings, like you're only punishing yourself when you're holding tight onto negative feelings. You need to set the prisoner free because you are the prisoner when you're holding onto things that you would be better off just letting go of. Things happen in life and sometimes the only way to move forward is to let them go, like see the value in that lesson and then move forward. And now for self-care activity number six, sleep, okay? Absolutely vital. Like you need to set up a regular schedule for sleeping and stick to it. Yes, have a schedule if you need it. Like if you need to be told, go to bed, which is something I had to do to myself this year. Go to sleep, Francis. You're staying up too late. Now, it's not too hard to convince yourself the importance of sleep because there's so much information that is out there about how important it is. And if you've ever experienced sleep deprivation, which I have, well, then you know it just makes you a walking zombie the next day. All you have to do is like stay up really late one night or wake up a few times in the middle of the night to understand the powerful impact of sleep on your well-being. So when you take care of yourself, you make sure that you get the sleep that you need. And now for self-care activity number seven that I think is so important as well, which is spending time with others. And this is all about nourishing your soul and taking care of your emotional health. 
even if you're an introvert who sort of thrives on like alone time, there's a point where it's just not too healthy to spend every single waking second alone. At some point, you're going to start to miss the company and you're going to understand how important it is to connect with others. So just make sure you're getting that human contact that you need. Okay, so some people need a lot, some people need a little. Just understand how much you need and make sure you're filling your emotional tank with enough human connection time with others, depending on your needs, of course, but just make sure you are taking care of that, like spending quality time with the people you love. Which brings me to my final self-care activity that I recommend, which is spending quality time alone. I know, complete opposite, right? I was saying that you've got to spend time with other people and now I'm saying you've got to spend a little bit time on your own. So just as spending time with others is important, it's also time to nurture yourself on your own occasionally. This is the flip side of the above coin because just like humans crave interactions with others, we also need downtime and personal space. Everyone just needs a break sometimes. And this is about making, giving yourself permission to actually have a break. So of course, how much time you need depends on your own individual preference. I'm not going to say that you need to spend one hour or two hours or whatever. It's up to you, but just enjoy a break. Like enjoy the freedom to just like give your mind a break, maybe read a book. Just make sure you allocate time for this important self-care practice where you're not constantly talking, interacting, hustling, bustling, working. You just have a break as well. Now, all in all, the quality of your self-care is a great barometer of your overall well-being. So have you ever noticed that your self-care suffers when you're feeling down in the dumps? Or conversely, like you just feel crappier when you're neglecting your self-care needs. It sort of like comes hand in hand. So when you're taking care of yourself, you might notice straight away the impact that it has on your mood, on your self-worth, on how much healthier and happier you feel, especially if you're taking care of all those components, your physical health, your emotional health, and your mental health. And do you know who is responsible for that? It's no one else. It's you. It's up to you to take care of yourself. You need to just put it out in the universe and say, I'm worth taking care of. I'm worth setting time aside for. I'm just worth it. I really, I'm worth it. Because in the end, good self-care practices are such a great way of keeping yourself happier in life, more energetic, especially when you're taking care of that food and exercise part of it. And self-care is how we refuel our tanks. So how's your tank going now? Are you feeling empty? Is it full? You need to fill up your own tank. Remember that was like the thing I want you to take away from this episode is it's up to you. It's no one else that's going to fuel your tank. Your kids aren't going to fuel your tank. Your partner's not going to fuel your tank. It's up to you. So if you're feeling like, you know, blah or whatever, just consider giving extra attention to any of these eight activities that I mentioned in this episode. You really do deserve the time and attention and your soul is going to thank you for that time well spent. So just to go over those eight activities again, It's number one, grooming, very basic. And then you're going to follow it with a healthy diet, some exercise. You're also going to practice gratitude, practice forgiveness, make sure you get the sleep you need, spend time with others and spend quality time alone. All in all, I just encourage you to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself where you're worth it. So as always, thank you so much for being with me here in this episode. I love and appreciate you all. I can't wait to catch you in the next one. And until then, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com, where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friends.